Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Paris 21 podcast, Data for the People. I have today as a guest Aishat Shauda, who is the chief statistician of the Maldives. Hello, Shauda. Hello, hello, Johannes. It's so nice to be with you today, and thank you so much for taking the time. Would you like to tell us a bit more about yourself, Shauda? Uh, thank you, Johannes. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Actually, in the case of Maldives, uh, if you study from the uh, public school, then you have to serve the government. In my case, uh, it was the time that the population census data processing was at that was the time. And then they were requesting for school leavers to, to join for this work. And through that, actually, uh, I have uh, been able to like do all the types of activities, uh, data collection. And so I experienced all these activities in the statistical office. And still, uh, I really enjoy the data collection part where you interact with the people. Uh, so that's where uh, I'm very passionate about still. If you look back the last nearly 10 years, what was one of the most exciting moments in terms of where you said, I really am proud to be the chief statistician of the Maldives? In terms of like the type of challenges and the responsibilities, uh, it was actually the during the 2014 census that uh, I got to be in charge of the whole census operation. So that was something uh, where I felt uh, like uh, I got to do a lot of important things. So that is uh, in terms of national work that I felt like an achievement. Then the international work also, like especially uh, when I got to be the chair of the CAP Committee on Statistics. So that was something that uh, I still uh, value a lot. You mentioned the census. Of course, the census is in many countries is a, and, and for many chief statisticians is one of the key things that is, is very important for a country and often happens every 10 years. Now, in a specific setting like the Maldives, I was just reading with so many islands, I think over 1,000 islands or so, if I'm not mistaken. This is a huge undertaking. Although we have uh, close to 2,000 islands, uh, we have inhabited islands roughly around 200. It's like resort islands also. So even for those islands, we have to do the census operation. So it's a huge uh, operation, like uh, you have said. Uh, so we have to train people, uh, planning. And it's it's mostly like we try to recruit people from all those island communities. Uh, the most challenging is to make sure that everybody understands we what we are trying to collect. It has to be consistent. So this uh, training. And it's sort of fun also, the traveling part. Uh, you get to travel to uh, many of the islands. and. We feel that it's a lot of work, but it's also like a fun kind of activity as well, uh, that you get to interact with a lot of people. In previous census, the data collection was actually not uh, automated, uh, like through the tablet. So a huge paper was had to be delivered. So we have to know exactly what is the requirement at the island level. So the packing and everything. So, so, so that there's no shortage of this material. So during the, even during the census time, uh, some questionnaires, this type of uh, data collection, I think right now, because we are working with the tablets, uh, we feel that it's extra challenging. <laughs> so 
So I was just wondering, in your cultural context, are people sharing information with you or are they also a bit skeptical? I recall this from my own country, where there's a sort of reservation. The census questions are in particular detailed, all these questions about the household and about income. It has actually, this situation has changed a lot since actually I have been into the statistics and the data collection. So over time, people has become become like their lifestyle have changed. They have become more busy. So 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 there are huge challenges. But overall, we find that it's uh, like very nice, especially in the islands, like uh, most small islands. They are very welcoming. But there are challenging cases, and we have uh, some special mechanisms whereby we have uh, like uh, we go and try to convince the people who are more reluctant. many statistical offices of this world we see now going to the tablets and it's a lot of effort to ensure that the data on the tablets is coordinated with the whole statistical systems and the data flows are assured. Have you already moved to tablet data collection? Not for the census but for the recent household income and expenditure survey we did in 2019. Uh, we built capacity so we had some support from the World Bank we were using the survey solutions uh, software and then uh, invested in some tablets. And now the, our staff uh, have built this capacity. But like you have suggested, it's a huge operation. We have to send the questionnaires to the enumerators and then so that uh, like the capacity, the server capacity, how to get it uh, in real time. And it poses again, a huge uh, different type of challenges. But it's actually the time taken to process the results and the types of checks we can put uh, during the data collection. It really helps improve the data quality. We, of course, have also to talk about COVID and the pandemic. Now, as Paris 21 works with statistical offices in countries that have been affected, we had to change our own operations significantly. Training couldn't be provided as planned. So I was just wondering, from your own perspective, were you still able to do operations the way you planned to do it, or did you have to significantly change the way you operate? We were in the midst of completing our household income and expenditure survey. So we were not able to cover three of 20 at all. So by the time in March, when we went for the full lockdown, so in, in the lockdown period extended, and then we thought that later on, because of the huge uh, impact it had on the uh, people's uh, incomes, job losses, uh, because the tourism industry was hugely impacted. So the income and expenditure survey, even we thought the results pre-COVID and what we get post-COVID will be so different that if we do these three atolls later on, it will not be comparable with the rest of the uh, data we collected. So what we did was we tried to reassess the situation and then reweigh the sample we had. During the pandemic time, we cannot do the like face-to-face -face data collection. So we totally had to change our strategy at the time. Now we are slowly moving into a phone survey to assess the impact on the household income. 
So that's going to be a phone survey. So this is the first uh, such phone survey we are doing. We did do some uh, like online surveys, but sometimes the response is uh, not so good. I wanted to follow up with one question about gender statistics, but put it in the broader context of the Maldives and gender equality. For you as a chief statistician collecting data, have you seen in the past of your career that data can make a difference for more gender equality, that policies eventually can change for the better of women or men? I would like to think so because the awareness has increased a lot and then people want to look at this data disaggregation. And during the COVID also, we partnered with UN Women to look at the gendered impact of COVID-19. Now people want to know these differences. And like during the pandemic, we see that still over like 80% of the nurses are still women. So there are a lot of stories and a lot of things that we can advocate using the gender that we have. In terms of the production of gender statistics, I understand that one of the critical elements is also at the end of the day, it's a statistical law that has to set the boundaries, the governance of statistical operation. And I believe with some help of Paris 21 and an NSDS, a national plan of statistics, you are currently debating a statistical law. Could you just say a few words about this? A statistical uh, law is very important we feel especially because uh, we need to have uh, like more authority to collect this uh, data and also, uh, also this access to administrative data is very important because we don't get so much funding for the statistical surveys and operations which is very costly because of the transport costs to the islands so that is some of the key elements that we try to we try to include in the statistics law, the authority for data collection and also to access these uh, administrative records for statistical purposes and how to involve the data users. So we were looking at how we can coordinate this like through mechanism that is formalized in the statistical uh, law. So the draft law has identifies what is the roles and responsibilities of a chief statistician and also the, the type of coordination mechanism. Uh, all the elements and the fundamental principles of official statistics is also embedded uh, in the statistics uh, law draft. And we were looking at generic law for statistics as a guide. All these elements have been incorporated in the, the existing law that we have submitted to the parliament. One additional point is the National Statistical Plan, the NSDS. Would you like to say us a few words where that stands and how an NSDS can be helpful for your operation? We are working uh, on the like strategic framework right now. And this uh, National Statistics Development Strategy we have is going to be from uh, 2021 this year up to 2030. And we are trying to integrate the data that is required for SDGs as well. And 
also the incorporating the gender angle into the NSTS. So it, that is also something that we are very happy to and proud that we are able to do. So we are trying to identify some indicators so that NSTS is going to be uh, geared uh, for all the stakeholder agencies in the national statistical system to be able to produce the immediate uh, data that is required uh, from the whole system. So we are hoping to release it, uh, finalize it very soon. It will have a strategic framework with actions. I think it will help even in raising the, the funds and even for the stakeholder coordination to implement some of these activities, which is one of the purposes of an NSTS. In the next couple of years, are you optimistic that there will be more interest for data and statistics and policymakers will pay more attention and hopefully also will provide more resources? The demand is very high still, but some of the challenges we are facing still is the financing for the statistical operations. But we hope that uh, with the statistics law, we will be able to like uh, get more resources. But as you may know, we are also having set up a so-called burn network for financing for more and better statistics. It's a global initiative to lobby for more and better funding for countries like yours. You as a chief statistician would also be able to look and find more information about the funding situation in your own country, but also how you can eventually increase your own domestic resources by specific advocacy campaigns. So with this, I, I really wanted to thank you very much. Wishing you all the best for the near future. Thank you, Johannes.